Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness gracious. Is this episode 14? What does episode 15? That's what's happening right now. Kobe Williams, That's thank crazy. you for uh, participating in this shenanigan-driven system. This... This I don't know how else to say this. Shenanigans is the best way to describe. Shenanigans it, is the best way to say this because we just we we just really went for it, and you know I don't even know if I was ready. I don't know if you're ready, but here we are. We're ready now, and we have to be ready. So um, that is true. That is true. Kobe, Kobe Williams, how are you here today? And I'm uh, yeah. How are you here today? Well, Mister Mister David Aaron Barella, I I am doing pretty good. I am currently on a two game no three game fantasy winning streak. And uh, one of those includes my win against you that we did not get to talk about last week because we did not have an episode last week. Oh, oh, so I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up. Um, (sighs) For those of you who don't know, me and David are in a fantasy football league together. And this is my first time ever playing fantasy. And this is, how old are you, David? I I am. Oh, I'm 24 years old. Okay, so this is David's 27th year playing fantasy football. Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, we played last week. And it was it was a hard fought game. Um, we had we both had a lot of a lot of people out, a lot of people getting injured, uh, things like that. And then um, it doesn't matter because I beat him one forty three to one twenty seven. So uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking cheers at to it. that. I'm looking at it, and it and it hurts. It hurts <laughs> me because um, first of all, I started a guy that didn't play because he was he injured. did. <laughs> hurt me and then uh so he had zero catches for zero yards Devontae parker we love you come on Devontae parker do better uh, and then he had alvin kumara who i needed to have a bad game instead of having a bad game alvin kumara just completely obliterated me and he had 33.9 points for him and uh and and i get smoked and uh it is what it is if it makes you feel any better um i played against uh Garrett, which uh, that's not one of your friends. I think that's one of Caleb's friends. Um, and Kyler Murray gave me nine points, which is his lowest of the season. And I still managed to pull out a win because Amari Cooper gave me 26. So, you know, we do take that because I, I had a bad week of fantasy besides this league, like this last week and uh, the one that like just happened, mm-hmm. except my Cowboys won. And I'm like, you know what? That's Bro, all right. I'll take that. Pats beat the Chargers. I know. Like Pat's, I was, that's kind of good. I, I was not expecting that. You know, I mean, I gave the bold prediction at the beginning of the season that, and I'm sticking to this, that they were going to make it past the first, like they're going to get a wild card into the playoffs, win their first game, and lose in their second. And I made that prediction. Um, that doesn't mean I believed in that prediction, but I was sticking to it. Um, and they're only four and four, I think, right now. But you know, honestly, rookie quarterback, with how the rookie quarterbacks have been playing this year, I'll I'll take a four and four start. I think he's playing the best of the rookie QBs. I, he's, yeah, I think he's playing the most consistent. Like, I don't think he's had the highest highs, but he's not he's not performing bad for the most part. He's had a couple bad games, um, but I I think he he looks more comfortable. I think Mac Jones is just suited for that system very well, I so agree. I think he has that benefit of like he's not. It's not like he's he's having to change or like learn that much. Really, I mean, it is like a, obviously a jump from college to NFL. But like, I think it's just he's he's fortunate enough to like be in a good system. He he looks like not saying like he's as good as Tom Brady, but he he looks like a like he's he's always very stational stationary quarterback plays like a Tom Brady esque. So I think that he has that benefit for him. 
I agree. No, and I think I think it works out really well for what they're doing. But like even then, like because I think the rookie QBs this year are playing pretty okay, right? And then for the most mm-hmm. part, because like Trevor Lawrence is playing pretty bad. I think Zach Wilson has thrown a ton of picks. Trey Lance is okay, and he's not even starting. Justin Fields has struggled, so like it's not even no one's really balling, right? But yeah. um, uh, the fact that Mac Jones is just I don't know, kind of winning games is good because everyone else is well, they're losing games. Um. But uh, uh, yeah. it's interesting no, it's... though, because because like the offensive rookie of the year this year, usually it's a quarterback position, and it's it's definitely going to go to Jamar Chase. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely, because he's just like smoking people right now. And so like yeah. I don't know, it's it's cool to it's nice to have something where it's not all like QB driven, but it is nice to see that the Patriots kind of like they made the right call, kind of you know they just got mm-hmm. a guy. Well, so and, and it helps that their defense is starting to look how, like how their defense should look. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously they don't have Stefan Gilmore, which hurts me a little bit because I like that guy. But um, I mean he's they had a good. lot of they had a lot of opt outs last year. And I think they're starting to like look now that like they have people actually everyone's playing. Uh, they're they're looking like a like a defensive heavy team, which they should be. Yeah, well, and also I think with because they did sign a lot of guys on offense. None of them are doing great, but I think they're like figuring themselves out. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like, because I think at first they were just like, okay, what the hell do we do? And then now it is. Um, it, it's it's kind of like the pets. The Pats are just like they're just rebuilding a young team. Like is all it yeah. is. And uh, that's kind of like their – I mean, they have their, like, the veterans for the most part. Um, like, the veterans on defense is, is really big. Um, but I, I think I just like how they're just, like, kind of just, you know, they seem very, folk, like, future-focused, which I think is important. Because uh, when you lose the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, it's kind of hard to, like, find – what you are. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to, like, find your foothold. And I think just kind of building ground up after that, um, I, I think, is the way to do it. I would say, I would say this. So uh... – um, now on the other note, right now this I'm I'm transitioning from from the the uh, the Patriots a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's some teams that don't give a damn about the future, and they're all about right now, and it's and so fascinating. And they're all about building. I we're talking about the, the Rams, right? One hundred percent. The because they have no draft picks. Yes, but they have the best defensive team in football. Um, the, the thought that it is Von Aaron Miller? Donald and Von Miller. Like Jalen Ramsey, yeah, yeah. Jalen Ramsey's best quarterback or best corner in in football. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my guns on that one. I agree. Um, I know what's his name on the Cowboys is do, has been doing great, but I think Jalen Ramsey is just he's on his own level. Um, but Aaron Donald and Von Miller both lining up like on opposite sides of the line sounds horrendously terrifying for that quarterback. Yeah. Like I mean I know Von Miller doesn't isn't like the Von Miller that he was during their Super Bowl win, but like. He's but not. If he's he's still Von Miller, you know. On the defensive line, he's going to murder folk. Like yeah, and then you have Aaron Donald, who is arguably the best football player in the world right now. Yeah, like, I think he is. I, I would argue that he, that he is probably. Yeah, it's Man. it's crazy. Yo, now on a random football note too, right? Because okay, mm-hmm. so the Rams are doing that. Rams are kind of they're like they're like, hey, screw the future. We're trying to win right now. Then you mm-hmm. have teams like you have teams like. Cowboys that are kind of surprising, Cardinals that are kind of surprising, both talented teams, but like outplaying what everyone thought they would do, I think. Yeah. And then you have um, uh, Patriots who are like, you know, rebuilding, looking at the future and stuff. But then you have guys like um, the Kansas City Chiefs who look Ooh. like the most overrated team in football, man. And so, it's crazy. I want to take you back. Okay. 
I'm going to take you back a few years, about, what, six years ago? The Seahawks win their first Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And in pretty dominant fashion. Like, they were they were good. You know, that was a quality team. Legion, Legion of Boom was, like, at its height. Like, everything was going great. They go back to the Super Bowl next year. They play the Patriots. They're one play away from the start of a dynasty, winning back-to-back Super Bowls. Obviously, we know what happens. Malcolm Butler intercepts it, blah, blah, blah. Seahawks have not been back to the Super Bowl yet since then. And yeah. I have a theory that once you lose to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, it's very, it's just that much more difficult to even get back to that point. Especially, especially, especially like in the, uh, in, in the fashion that the Chiefs lost last year. Like, obviously they didn't have an offensive line and, you know, it is what it is, but like, that had to be demoralizing in its own sense, but I, I I do really do. I have a conspiracy theory going on inside my head that once you lose to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, I I don't I don't know the next time you're going to make it back to the Super Bowl. You know? No, that's fair. And I think how I look at it, right? How I look at it is, you know, we we could say losing to Tom Brady in a Super Bowl because he's in every Super Bowl, but I mean, yeah. I think it's more so re- realistically like losing the Super Bowl in mm-hmm. general. But like, yeah. um, um. It's it's so fascinating because I think what happened is because don't get me I mean me wrong they're super talented their defense has always been meh but they're super talented offensively they can just like explode at anyone and mm-hmm. I think they're like overthinking it because I think I think Mahomes is being incredibly impatient like instead of just taking these dump downs and like checkdowns he's like I'm gonna get a fifty yard play because he's been so. I don't know, like luck, the universe, God has said, no, nah, let him have it. And like, yeah. he'll, and he'll get it. It, it has kind of seemed like he's trying to force everything, you know? Yeah. Because everyone's just like backing way the hell up and they're like, yeah, you know, you're not going to get a 50 yard play on us. And then sometimes they'll do it because they're just better than anyone anyways. But like, I think they so, just need to just throw it underneath and do shit like that. I was talking to one of my coworkers or two of my coworkers today, actually. And one of them made a, made a comment. He said, or he's, he made the, like the question He's like, do you think, the NFL has just figured out the Chiefs. And is that really what it is? Like it just took a few years, but now they've like they figured out Patrick Mahomes and they figured out how to stop him. So no. So yes and no. So I think realistically, I think that they beat I think that they're beating themselves. But I think um so how teams have been playing them basically is they have these two two safeties deep and they're basically saying they're daring them to run the ball and they're saying you know, which Hill has had de- decent stats anyways. And they're like, Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill isn't going to hit like an 80 bomb on us, like an 80 yard bomb on us. Right. And so they're doing that. And Mahomes is so used to being the number one QB in the league and just like yeeting it and it working. Right. And don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Kelsey, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll hit Kelsey over the middle, but I really think they're just being impatient with things because he'll like throw picks in the red zone. And he's throwing, he's throwing a lot of interceptions this year. I think he, leads he really the league. is. And or he's close to it, and, and I mean, you can say you can argue whether some of them are his fault or not, but at the end of the day, like interceptions, at the end are interceptions of the day, it's what's happening, right? And yeah, and also their defense is playing atrocious, like atrocious, oh, yeah. atrocious, it's horrible, so, horrible. And because they're the Chiefs, and you know, Patrick Mahomes has this five hundred million dollar contract, and they're doing all these, you know. They have won the Super Bowl. He's been on the cover of Madden twice. They're comparing him to Tom Brady, all these things. He's the next, he's this, he's the prototype of what you want in a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. They, I think even though the Chiefs are doing kind of bad and they're like 
at like 500 they're like four and three or four and four whatever the hell they're at right now which four Mm. and four is bad for the chiefs right but Mm. um i think they're getting everyone's best every week no matter what you know how like there's some teams like if you play like some teams play the jets you can kind of put your foot off the pedal a little right but like it's you know but like everyone likes to be the chiefs (laughs) but everyone wants to beat the chiefs yeah i I think i think they're in a similar fashion to like how how the seahawks were whenever they were like 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 the height of you know being phenomenal is like people wanted to you know wanted to beat them specifically for the past dynasty people wanted to beat them specifically and it's i mean i i do think i think you see it like a lot of examples in sports of playing down to your opponent and i i think it also goes up to like playing up to your opponent because you know when it comes to things like like teams like the chiefs you're absolutely right people people want to beat them i mean like think about all these these people that just uh, every year like they're at they're so you know there's these nfl teams and it's their job to go out and play football and every year they're coming in trying to do their best for their job and all they're hearing is you can't be the best at your job because this other person over here is like why wouldn't they want to like beat the crap out of that person yeah it's just a motivating thing so now it it is motivating. Now, mm-hmm. quick question here though. I want to see what, how you think, like philosophically speaking here, right? Because, because okay. Um, okay, so uh, the Chiefs and the Seahawks to me, those that Seahawks team that we're talking like the 2013, 2014 ones, and then mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the 2020, 2021, 2019 Chiefs, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're built completely differently, right? Oh yeah, so absolutely. They have, so the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom, had phenomenal defense, and they had Russell Wilson, who was playing out of his mind for a rookie. I mean, for like a first contract quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. He played better. He he's a better player now than he was then, but like his team was way better then, right? Oh yeah, and absolutely. he was kind of a game manager that can make some big plays. And then the Chiefs are like defense that like did enough and their offense just we just explode on you so which one do you think is more sustainable which one would you rather have i think i i would have rather have defense at the end of the day okay because an an explosive offense like the chiefs um is is obviously you know it's 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 great Uh, being able to just run up the score on anybody is is a great thing to have i feel like and this is coming from no area of expertise whatsoever, but I, I feel like it's easier to figure out a dominant offense than it is to figure out a dominant defense. Because if you if you look at like when 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 there's when the, when football is playing being played, the offense is essentially the ones running everything. The defense is playing very reactionary to it. But if the defense is able to figure out what the offense is going to do, then they can kind of take control. I, 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 I'm trying to like figure out exactly how to put to words what I'm saying here, but like basically is that like, I think, I think it's easier once you figure out and like, once you figure out an offense, I think it's easier to shut them down than on the flip side of once an offense knows, Oh, a defense likes to do this and likes to do this. They still have to like, they still have to run the plays and the defense still has like the advantage of just reacting to what they're doing real time. Um, I, I just, I, I think I would rather have defense long-term. I do. No, no, that that that's reasonable, and so it's interesting too, right? And because I I'm, I I see what you're saying, right? So it's it's reasonable too with the Seahawks defense, right? That defense is, it's a it's a uh, uh, cover three like defense, and so basically how they play is like that defense played. They're very 
it's not complex, right? It's mm-hmm. not complex. It's like, hey, everyone has this job. Don't do anyone else's job. Do do your job. But we're just really good. So like, anyone comes and does this, we're ready because we're we're talented. Like we're good. Like mm-hmm. we're, we we can just play fast, and and we just follow like the keys of the situation. Whereas like I don't know, some defenses are very like attack mode where they're like trying to blitz or they're trying to do this that kind of thing and so it's it's interesting because i think that kind of style works better if you have like if it's a simple defense and you're just like playing reactionary right where you can be um where you can be you're like hey i know what to do if they do this this is just Mm -hmm. like this is simple this is like how you do that um with with like having a good offense i think you kind of have to be um What's the word for it? I think you have to be ever evolving, right? Because mm-hmm. I think every year, you know, because um, you have to be ever evolving. Because I mean, look at the Patriots dynasty; they did evolve, right? But I mean, sometimes they ran the ball a ton with Legarrette Blunt. Sometimes they threw deep to Randy Moss. Sometimes they threw underneath the Wes Welker. Sometimes mm-hmm. they threw underneath the Julian Edelman. The only constant really was Brady, right? But sometimes mm-hmm. they would just. Sometimes you have a Gronkowski. Sometimes you have a Randy Moss. Sometimes you have. Sometimes you, I know absolutely, and well, I will also add on to that. That, and, and again, I'm I'm a huge Patriots fan. I do think that Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. Um, I still think that their defense is is what won them the majority of of their games. Not the majority necessarily. I think the defense won the majority of the championships. Mm, okay. I think the offense, and I, I think it goes back to that old saying that offense wins games, defense wins championships. Um. But, and, and, and uh, you know, whether that saying is true, you know, it is, it is what it is. Didn't, didn't the, uh, the Broncos, what was it? The Broncos, they beat the Panthers like 50 something to zero or 50 something to six in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl one year. It was oh, like, no, no, the Broncos barely beat the Panthers. It was like 20 to 16. And then the Seahawks, that's the right. The Seahawks. year blew, blew the yeah. brakes off the Broncos. That's what it was. Okay, well, ignore everything I just said then, um, because my entire thing was like based off the uh, the Broncos. Well, actually, no, that that, that just adds on to it. It's because like does, it wasn't like that, that Broncos team like very those offensive. two years very offensive. Like I think the one that they beat that. the Panthers is like one of the A best offense. Team. Well, no, the one the, the year the Broncos beat the Panthers, I'm pretty sure that was like regarded as like the greatest offensive like uh, team of all time, wasn't it? The Broncos. I thought they no, were. no. So at that point, so when they lost to the Seahawks, right? They were incredibly offensive, and then mm-hmm. they went heavy on defense. Get like Demarcus Ware. They had Von Miller. They got like Akeem Talib, and then so in that one, they that was oh, okay. Peyton Manning so was like the... crumbling to the finish line. They won like twenty to sixteen, and his that's right. And they were the retirement very... bowl. <laughs> yeah, that was the retirement bowl. So that okay. one, that one, their so offense was very okay. The year before was the one where like they were incredibly dominant offensively during the season, and then the Seahawks just shut them down. Yeah, just smack, just like just smacked him in the mouth. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's fascinating. It's interesting because it's like I mean, obviously, I know we're talking about what's better than the other, right? Like, would you rather have one mm-hmm. or the other? At the end of the day, like you'll take which one? Like you'll you'll take whatever one's given to you because like I think both of them have been proven to work. Because like you see the Rams, mm-hmm. right? The greatest yeah. show on turf offensively. They just won the Super Bowl because they were really good offensively. Then you have like the Buccaneers of like O two that had like. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, all these guys, or the Ravens mm-hmm. in 2000, they just played really good defensive football. Oh yeah, they won the they won the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco at quarterback, so like anything's possible at that point. Well, the Ravens <laughs> I'm talking about from 2000 won it with Trent Dilfer, who's even worse. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, 
Yeah, even worse. Yeah, yeah, he is worse. I wouldn't make an argument because I really don't like Flacco, but you're right. He he's so, worse. No, Flacco's not good now, but Flacco Flacco wasn't bad. Like, I didn't when he think was, Flacco when he was... was great. I think Flacco had a cannon for an arm, and that kind of just helped him carry to where he was at. I don't, I I was never a big Flacco fan. I thought with Flacco, he was just very good situationally. Like he, I mean, he had some he had a cannon arm, but I think with him, he just like more often than not made the right call. Like it wasn't anything crazy. He was, he was just like a this really, guy's open. really good game manager. Yeah. And he had the and he had a good team that was really good at making game time decisions and stuff like that. Cause, That's fair. Yeah. But speaking of uh this is kind of changing subjects a little bit. Um still football, but then we'll kind of switch off that because we've already talked for twenty minutes about it. Yeah. Um, Interesting. But I, I want to bring up this this stat that I have no way of backing up right now because I tried to look online and I couldn't find anything for it, but I saw it on TikTok. Uh, Mike White, um, the current quarterback for the Jets, uh, apparently, because you know they they won the other night, right? Yeah, and he played he bald incredibly well. What color jersey was he wearing? It was a black jersey. I read a stat on TikTok where apparently every game or like the games that he's had, he's worn a black jersey. He has like six or seven touchdowns and like seven hundred yards, eight hundred yards, something like that. But the games where he's worn a white jersey he only has like he has like one or two touchdowns maybe and then like four interceptions and like a 40 passer rating and that's another conspiracy theory i'm working on that mike white is only good in a uh, black jersey so fair enough um mike white um does these stats go to college or something too because i think that was his first start ever i have no idea it was on tiktok so so yeah i think he's never not to burst your bubble, but I think he's, I think that was his first start. Like, let me it see. Could have, did he ever, so he was back up for the Cowboys, right? Yeah. I don't think he started for Dallas though. Let me see that. Well, one. I don't think he ever started, but did he ever play? Um, I don't know. Let me see. Cause um, if he just like came in at the end of the game, like, and it's like through an interception or something. No man. His only professional stats are from the last, um, the last two games. Well, well never he played mind. The Bengals and then he did that. That is a lesson to learn that don't believe everything you read on the internet. But maybe, I mean, no, that might have worked. It could have been college, yeah. Yeah, it could have been college, too. Where did he play college football at? So we kind of know. College, South Florida, and Western Kentucky. What are Western Kentucky jerseys? They're red. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I I think TikTok just lied. I hope those stats are true, though. Like, I do, I, I do, I do hope they're true. But I, I, and most of the things I like information I find on TikTok, I, if if it's stuff like that, I'm like I'm not gonna fact check that because it's not yeah. really like life changing, right? But so, uh, what was it? Let me uh, ask you a question. It's a little, it's a little, it can be a little vulgar. Okay. And I more so want to hear I more so want to tell you one of the responses I saw from Okay, from, fair from Reddit and and it Do you was, want me to answer it before you tell me the response? Uh yes, actually. Okay. Yes. So okay, if you had the chance to poop out literally anything else besides shit, okay. what would you choose? Hmm. Let me know if you want to hear the other one. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I need to think here. Um if I had the chance to poop out anything Besides, 
Because I feel like, you know, people would say something like money or something like that. Yeah. But then you're just, you're putting money, well, I guess, technically, okay, this kind of thing. If, if you're pooping out money and not, like, poop. Then you don't have to go to a toilet. You no. don't have to go to a toilet. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I don't, like, I feel like money is the easy choice, but I feel like it's also the boring choice. It's also the probably the smartest choice, right? But um, I, I really okay. want to know what this other answer is. Okay, um, <laughs> I saw it and it made me uncomfortable, <laughs> but it was also like I'm like, no, I get it. And uh, so okay. the comment on it was, "That's disgusting and brilliant." And I'm like, okay. And so the person said, "Custard." He said, "When I'm old and poor, it'll be useful not being constipated and having food to eat." And. Uh. It just it just feels uh, gross, man. But like, hear me out. Well, okay. My first thing I was gonna say was food. So, but custard? Why custard? Because it, because it helps with constipation. It would help with constipation. You want you wouldn't uh, have bad poops. Um, fair enough. But it just, <laughs> it's gross though. <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. Uh. What was your answer? What would you what would you poop oh, out? Oh man, I don't think I have one yet. Let me think. Let me think. So money's obviously good. Um what if it was like no, <laughs> what if it was like candy, bro? Like, like you just did candy corn. Oh no. <laughs> I don't like candy corn. No. Ew. <laughs> um what if it was <laughs> I'm just reading these from Reddit and someone said insider trading trading information. And I'm like, good. <laughs> um, uh reddit is reddit is something else it is someone said fresh guacamole and i'm like god dang goodness <sighs> see i don't, I don't know th- what food would come out of your ass that like even though you're like no longer have shit coming out of your butt right like you would have the food or whatever it is well, nothing okay, so sounds like, good is this are we taking this as the approach of like if like it just changed right now and i'm aware that you're supposed to poop poop but instead i poop this or is this from the moment you were a child just always okay this is now you have now a transition where you can do that okay okay let's let's modify the question a little bit unless you have yeah i have another like i'm i'm curious because like if it changes like say like instantly right now i just start pooping money instead of poop right yeah there's there's obviously some stuff already in my body does that get converted to money it would then get or converted the first to money. little bit of money think, come out poop covered. I think the first little bit of money would come out poop covered, and I think you okay. would have to like basically like cycle through your colon, right, mm. and kind of like cycle it out, and then, um, and then eventually, uh, you would just have money, you know. And I think okay. whatever for for whatever way it would be, the stuff would come out as, um, uh, for whatever reason, by the universe's sake. Your, whatever you would eat would then be consumed to whatever you would want it to be. I'm curious what the tax laws would be on that. Tax, honestly. Right? <laughs> right? I guess, I, I don't know if I would report the taxes on that. I would just be like, hey, I'm an anomaly. I just like, I think I, I think at that point you would just kind of become kind of a like under the pillow, like under the mattress kind of. Yeah. Like, I feel like you'd have of, to. I think you'd have to as well. Um, I would say... The money's a good one, but if you had to pick, because like I think that's the obvious choice, is like you know mm-hmm. money can do a lot, lot, lot of things here. So yeah. if you could do, if you had to choose a food, if you had to choose a food, had to choose what food, what food are you choosing? Ooh, um, either blueberries 
Interesting. Or grilled shrimp. <laughs> it's already cooked like grilled shrimp. Yes, like, yeah. already cooked grilled shrimp. All right. <laughs> I'm trying so like I'm trying to think of like size here because like you don't want to say something like a watermelon because right that would be lame. That yeah, would, it would be, be horrible. You would just die. Like that's how that would work. Yeah, um, but you I don't think poop out a watermelon. I think blueberries or yeah, already cooked grilled shrimp. Already cooked grilled shrimp and blueberries. You heard it. You heard it here from Kobe Williams. Um, man, what would I pick? I think the custard was a really clever one, right? You could choose soft serve ice cream and just have a cone ready, like and just. Get- <laughs> <laughs> That would be that would be terrible, but kind of uh, awesome. You would be you would be great at like a Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. Like we got oh. free ice cream, but it's just you like oh. sitting over top of a stack of ice cream cones. But do you know that like how like you like make the cones right? You kind of like turn the cone. Would would you like turn your ass? Or would you turn the cone at that point? Like you're just kind of like, like you'd have to turn the cone. Yeah, or I okay. feel like it'd be a combination. So like you kind of like wiggle a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah, give it a nice little a shake. Little <laughs> You gotta get the uh, the Dairy Queen Dairy Queen like curly Q thing on the top. <laughs> the Dairy Queen curly Q thing that'd be impressive. That would then become a skill. Um, <laughs> it would man, be. If I wasn't saying soft serve ice cream, I don't know. Let me think. Um, okay, here's my question. While you're thinking, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, say that you were going to a person's house for dinner, and you know. And you, you yourself just poop like regular poop, but say okay. that I poop grilled shrimp and I invite you over for dinner and we're eating grilled shrimp. Are you going to eat it uh, knowing that it came from my butt? Yes, I think I would actually. I think I, I think I would. I think at that point, but I'd have to be, I mean, I'd really have to like get in the understanding of it, right? Because like you're like, you're like, you're like, bro, I'm an anomaly. Like, I hate to say it. I'd almost have to like... <laughs> get down see there it. and look yeah like yeah, see it happen see it. and you're like you're like no bro there's no poop here no more and then i'm like okay what? and you're like no this grilled shrimp see but like okay regardless poop or not and this is gonna get real gross for a little bit okay, okay. not <laughs> everyone not everyone washes that well right kobe like, i thought i think this this was specifically for you i i need your grilled shrimp out of your butt Okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, yeah. appreciate it. But yeah. like, say it's like someone that you're just you kind of know, but like you're not best friends with them. Like, oh, man. you don't know how well no, they wash their I can't butt. Just, I just can't consume everyone's grilled shrimp out of their ass. I think that's fair. That's fair. I think, that's fair. Um, but I think there's a way to build that trust, right? There's a way. Like, I'm not just gonna be like, hey. How do you approach that conversation? I want to. I want to hear. How would you approach that conversation? To build how would trust? I approach that conversation? I think you have to be so <laughs> candid, man. I think you have to sit there and be like, hey, like. Don't be weird, but I'm kind of an anomaly. Like, I think it's the same thing as showing people that you have superpowers. I know it's not quite a super – it's kind of a superpower in a weird way, right? Yeah. You know, some people are like, like, look, I don't know how else to say this, babe. I can fly. And you're like, what? And you have to show them that you can fly, right? And, so you just have like, to like – a demonstration for your house guests, like drop the pants, poop right in front of them. Well, because how else are you going to do it? And then and I think you'd have to eat it and sit there and be like, look, look, smell this. Where's the poop smell? It's not here. You know why? Because it smells like grilled shrimp. And then you sit there. And be, but I don't think I would force it, right? If you didn't want to eat my grilled shrimp, I'd understand. But I'd if be like. you had, if you were gassy, would it smell like that? Or would it smell like whatever you're pooping out? So I think. I think in that way how the human body would work is I think you now have the colon of a like grilled shrimp. So I think you would then mm. smell 
grilled shrimp like oozes here and there. You know? Yeah, grilled <laughs> I mean, shrimp would have to be it then. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah, just a just a grilled shrimp fart. That'd be yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> Kobe, what the hell are these conversations, man? <laughs> um, I, I've I've got a couple friends that have never listened to this. Well, so I have a friend who's like recently started listening. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, she started on episode eight. Uh, for some reason, she's like, I don't know why I hit episode eight, and I was like, that's fair. I was like, I don't remember how weird episode eight was. I was like, but I'm gonna let you know ahead of time. Some of these are really weird. And I mostly referenced the ones in the beginning where we're talking a lot about wiping and stuff. But yeah. here we are coming full circle at the butt. And <laughs> we're just – we're back to the weird. I know, man. We're doing our best. Yo, Kobe, <laughs> we've had some weird episodes where we're like – I remember appearing like – I'm like, this is shenanigans. Like, what is – Yep. And it was a good episode. Like, the Argonaut one was so good. And then oh, there was – It was so the, good. And then there was – Kobe, do you remember that random night – when i don't know why we were just being weird as hell like we okay. had we had the one the one where you were you know peanut butter paul and i was uh <laughs> what was my name i was like um, something silver slappy silverstone slappy silverstone and i was and, piano hands peanut butter paul <laughs> we just created some alter egos for ourselves did we ever tell anybody like how those came to be um i don't know man so what, I don't know if I remember how they came to be. I just remember just being like. So I remember mine. I don't remember Slappy Silver. Well, so from my point of view, and for those of you who don't know, follow us on possibly underscore rambling on Instagram, and you can go see the videos of Slappy Silverstone and Piano Hands Peanut Butter Paul. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. But Thanks for the plug. You're welcome. Uh, for uh, So like what happened, my point of view is it's like, 10:30 at night, 11 at night, midnight, I don't know. It was late. And I just remember David texted me. He goes, "Hey, uh go look at the Instagram." And that's all he said. I was like, "Okay, it's like midnight, but it's it's whatever." I go look at <laughs> and I'm like I'm like in bed at this point by the way. I am in bed like trying to get ready for like or like sleep so I can have work the next day and <laughs> I just see this video that David posts of Slappy Silverstone of him playing the trombone and like washing the dishes and things like that. And um, I could not stop laughing. Like I, I think I rewatched those videos and laughed for a solid like 12 to 15 minutes. And then <laughs> I remember I texted you and I was like, I'm going to do something. And I wanted to do something with piano because like I, I play piano and like it's, it's fun. And so do something a little jazzy to go along with slap, Slappy Silverstone. And for some reason, I had the bright idea that I'm going to give myself a peanut butter mustache at like 1230 in the morning on a, like a weeknight. And it may not have been that late, but it felt that late. And I, I went and I rubbed peanut butter all over my face and recorded a video of me doing like a jazz run on the keyboard and as piano hands peanut butter Paul. And that was – I just want you to realize like the, the amount of influence you have on me. <laughs> where you just uploaded a video to Instagram of yourself playing a trombone and I was like, okay, yeah, it's time to put peanut butter on my face. Like no hesitation was like, it was just straight <laughs> into it. And so that's, that's how it came to pass for me. I don't know what it was like for you, but. So I, I felt the need to make a video. I felt the need to make a video. And then I was like, I was like, well, well, you know, they already have this idea of, I'm like, I'm David Barello. Watch this podcast. You're Kobe Williams. And you say, watch this podcast. And I'm like, 
they're not hearing any other voices, you know, they're not hearing anyone else talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I thought of instead of getting someone else to say it, because, you know, we don't have that much influence. I can't get anyone with any notoriety. Why not uh-huh. create a character? And then, so that's what has I'll slap you Silverstone. So I'm like, and so the whole time it's like slappy Silverstone is this like guy that's trying to be cool. Like he's like this really cool, like kind of Fonz, kind of like a modern Fonz, like Fonzie kind of mm-hmm. character. And he's like, he's, He's like, yo, if I'm watching Possibly Rambling, you need to be watching Possibly Rambling too. And he's just doing different stuff like playing the trombone, playing chess, cooking. And then he's like, <laughs> the, and he was in the shower before he goes to bed. He's like, he's like, you need to do this. Well, Listen to Possibly Rambling. And uh, I think just- I think another funny thing about that was you took the approach as Slappy Silverstone as someone who is not involved with the podcast, who just yes. watches it as a fan. <laughs> yes. And I completely ignored that. And made Piano Hands, Peanut Butter Paul, as someone who is also on the podcast, but has never made an appearance. And, like, <laughs> I treated it as, like, as Piano Hands, it was his podcast. And because, like, I was just doing it from the perspective of me. And so we're talking about, like, staging and, you know, as far as breaking the fourth wall, there was there was no fourth wall for me. It was just, like, it was just there, like, the whole time. I mean, you did a very know. good job of separating yourself from Slappy. Uh, but me and Piano Hands, we're we're two sides of the same coin of a different currency, you know? No, absolutely. But at the same time, you're never going to find Peanut Butter Paul and, and Kobe Williams in the same room. And that's, this is true. And that's special. Same with Slappy and, and David Barella. So, this is true. Know. Um, Man, we need to, we need, we need to do, do some – we need – we need well, to bring them back. We do. But you did make a comment that you were like, we don't have anybody noto- noticed like – what is it, what like anybody of notoriety to really shout out the podcast? And um, I just wanted to take that moment to remind everybody that we will, um, and that is because uh, we are constantly every episode manifesting our love and our sponsorship from Scrub Daddy that is going to come in the future. And uh, when that sponsorship comes, Scrub Daddy, we're talking to you. Um, we will have someone of notoriety to shout us out. And for those of you who may this may be your first time listening, and you're wondering what is Scrub Daddy. Uh, David, why don't you explain that to them? You do a pretty so, good job of it. Yeah, so you know, as I've always said, if you always find yourself looking for serotonin in a non-serotonin-driven experience, I think you you need to find a scrub daddy. So whenever you start scrubbing these kind of things, as you go, if you go ahead, if you're finding that, ah, oh, man, maybe you're trying to do the dishes, and sometimes you realize that shit's a drag. You know what's not a drag? Having a smiley face sponge to clean mm-hmm. the damn dishes. And so it brings serotonin to you, to the whole experience, and it cleans your dishes with love. You end up feeling more love for yourself. And I would like to let everyone know there's so many different options for scrub daddies now. Because there was the spooky daddy that was, you know, very popular in the uh, month of October, you know, because, you know, spooky season it is, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's also the scrub daddy, the scrub mommy. But what's new recently is the scrub babies. And then the scrub babies, what actually is the scrub babies, they are a smaller scrub daddy, basically, or a smaller scrub mommy. There's a smaller one because not everyone has these gigantic hands. Not everyone has these hands to do that. And sometimes you want a little bit more control over your scrub, your scrub device, your scrub baby, your scrub, your scrub daddy, your scrub mommy. And Mm. so no matter the size of your hand, no matter how you enjoy cleaning your dishes, there's options out there for you. And what you can do with the smiley face, you can use it, use it to make you feel better, but also you can use it to clean the spoon, the end of a spoon, the end of a knife, end of a fork, while using the rest of the sponge to then 
create what you need it to do. You can find these things at Target. You can find this product at Target. You can find it at Walmart. You can find it at most of your stores out there. And I will say, since I've started using that and use it for my dishes, I've become a much happier person. And you should too. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> brought tears to my eyes. I For a second, I forgot that I was present in this conversation and I was just listening uh, to to the manifesto of a man who's accepting his Oscar. And uh, that was, that was phenomenal. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I appreciate you, sir. So as I would like, like to say though, this, this, this scrub daddy thing, thank you, scrub daddy and everyone involved with scrub daddy for taking care of me and Colby's future bills. Mm-hmm. And I really do value that. And, uh, that we really, really are thankful for that. Um, and, uh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We look forward to, to continuing working with you. Yeah. Um, obviously they're a little popular, but not popular enough if if we're having to explain what they are to people, and and I mm. think I, I think it's just it's a mutually beneficial relationship here. One hundred percent, and I think with Scub Daddy, um, it's only a matter of time, guys. We're telling you, we're manifesting this, and it's going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely, David. I got a question for you. Yes, if you could be any type of fish in the world, what would it be? Oh, any type of fish? What kind of fish would I be? Oh, my Or any goodness. type of, like, water-dwelling creature. Water-dwelling creature. So, so water-dwelling like... creature, I'm quickly going to, 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 to the manatee, right? But okay. if we don't do the, the manatee, I will, I'll try to see if I can get I think another... I think manatee works. I was going to say, like, whales count, dolphins count, like, okay. sea turtles count. Let me see. So, hmm, you know, I think I have to sit there and I have to say the manatee. Because okay. I think the manatee is that's it's my favorite animal, but they're also so um, they're so chill and they're so just about it. Like they, I don't know how to say it. They're they're so mindful. They're not worried about yesterday. They're not worried about the future. They're like, yo, let's go and let's go and let's do the best that we can. And I don't know. I really respect that about them. They're just kind of kicking it and they're just kind of thriving. Um, but that's fair. That's fair. Besides that, though. Man, I have to say, I would have to say, like a seal would be cool. I know that they're kind of like, I think I know they're kind of like, you know, kind of dicks, right? I think mm-hmm. they are. But man, you're just noodling, man. You're just noodling at high speeds, and you're like, you're big enough to do shit about it, to do shit. But you're also like fast enough to just like, I don't know, so like get out of things if you need to. Yeah. I think I think that's a very good one because you know you can be an otter and that's cute and that's fun and there's so much fun because they can just kind of noodle around but it's like a lion like like a like a um a seal they're just kind of they're like bigger otters you know bigger yeah. otters they're probably a little faster and they're probably a little bit they're obviously stronger obviously bigger. yeah more threatening yeah how about you I think my my first choice would have to be the uh, the whale shark. Mm. Um, not for any reason other than the way that they look. Um, they look very goofy, very happy. Um, they look like they're always smiling and I really like how far apart their eyes are without like having the weird shaped head, like the hammerhead. So I would have to say, have to say a whale shark is my first answer. Um, for the second answer, like if I didn't do a whale shark, I don't see, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. Because like I'd want to say jellyfish, right? Because I think jellyfish are like fascinating, but 
I think a, there's like certain species of jellyfish that like live forever and I don't want to live forever. That sounds not super fun, especially at the bottom of the ocean. Um, I might have to go with the Argonaut. I was about to say the octopus needs some love in this conversation. It does. What it does. About it. Or like the squid, either one, like they are, they are fascinating creatures. They really are. I feel like as an octopus, you're just kind of constantly in thought, you know, you're just there. You're like, you're like, can I squeeze through this hole? And then you're like, can I just noodle on this ground? I feel like they're, I think octopus, like they think so much and they think so hard. They're just hard. exploring everything. Yeah. They're just always learning. And that's kind of a, that's kind of, kind of beautiful, you know? No, absolutely. Did you ever read those, uh, those books when you were younger, the Animorphs books? Animorphs? I don't believe so. Let me look them up. Are you familiar with the concept? So, so basically... Oh, the, I know Animorphs. Okay. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I feel like I, so I saw this post the other day on Twitter and it said that anybody who read, or no, it was on TikTok. It said anybody who read Animorphs as a kid is a furry now. <laughs> um, Damn it. And I, I got to be honest with you, David. I read a lot of Animorphs. Um, Are you? I am furry? not. I am okay. not a furry. Um and this is not here to like kink shame or anything. Um, but I was just thinking, cause you know, we're talking about like what kind of animal would you want to be? And like, if you could transform into any animal at any point, but you could only like transform into them for like two hours, what kind of animal would you do? If I could transform to an animal. And so what, what's the, what's the question again? Exactly. So can you tra- can transform into like any animal. Um, but you can only transform and i think in the in the books they can like transform into like different ones at different times but for the sake of the question you have one animal to choose from and you can uh only transform into them for like i i think i don't remember what time it was but like say two hours at a time and if you don't then transform back to human after those two hours you are forever stuck as that animal what animal would you choose Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I uh, can I use extinct animals or can I not? Absolutely can. So I think a pterodactyl would be sweet. Okay. Like I think you could sit there and fly around and do dinosaur shit at the same time. I think that's good vibes. I would like to be able to fly around, but also like being able to I don't know like poach up and just kind of like sit at something. Like I don't. I think being a bird kind of thing would be cool i just think being a dinosaur bird would be cooler than being a normal bird you feel that's me? fair that's fair um i i was I, also going to choose a bird so i would say if i didn't choose a pterodactyl i would say a grizzly bear man like they're just they just kind of like they're just dominant they're like, dominant they're fast they are like they can do whatever the hell they want and like i isn't it like they're like the second strongest bear aren't they i think it's only yeah. second only to the polar bear yeah and I don't know. I feel like they're kind of like they're. It's they're just a lot of fun because you can sit there and. If you're a grizzly bear, you could be a. You could have been the one that gave Leo his Oscar. Right, right. We could have had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I think grizzly bear or a pterodactyl for me. How about you? You can turn into an animal, and it takes you. you Funny enough, to... I think one of the characters from the books turned into one. I don't remember exactly. Um, it's been. I think I read those in junior high or elementary. No, late elementary. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would choose a peregrine peregrine falcon. Uh, those are fascinating Ooh. birds. My, I'm not like super into birds, but I'm like a big fan of those birds in particular. Um, because I remember reading a fact when I was younger 
that they can like whenever they're going into a dive they dive at like 200 miles an hour which i think is crazy um and also um i was reading like another fact this one was recently uh, because you know like the the character from like smash and everything with the falcon punch i don't know what game he's originally from uh, oh, but, Captain Falcon. Yeah, Captain Falcon. I don't. I don't know where Captain Falcon originated from, so I'm guilty there. But the Falcon Punch is real because that's actually how they hunt. Uh, whenever they dive, um, they actually like basically use their like little talon things or whatever, and they literally punch like whatever, like the mouse or whatever they're trying to like kill, and like yeah. it kills it. So like the Falcon Punch is real, and being able to do that as a bird, I think, would be pretty cool. No, that would be badass. That'd be amazing. Um, he's also from F Zero. The uh, F Zero, I think it's a racing game that came out in, like early nineties. Oh. I think it was. I think I looked 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 it up. It's nineteen ninety. Huh. Okay, I only know him from Smash. So yeah, I mean same. But I was just lo- yeah. looking up interesting. The origination interesting. Um. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Do, does your answer change if it becomes like my- my- mythical creatures, like D and D, or like anything like that, or like mythical anything? creatures, D and D? Um, I mean, dragons would be fucking sweet. Dragons would be phenomenal, but I feel like that's such like a go-to answer. How about a griffin, man? Ooh, or a gargoyle. A gargoyle or a griffin? That'd be sweet. What is that? Would be that would be sick. I'm trying to think. Um. I'm like you said, like mythical, and I instantly just thought Skyrim. Right. Um, no, anything the Endermen from Minecraft, those things are crazy. They like teleport anywhere, then their only weakness is water. Which, I mean, the, yeah, the earth has a lot of water, but like a lot of areas without it, too. The Endermen, like, we're talking like the character from like from Minecraft, yeah, good, good, hell yeah, no, that'd be that'd be, that'd be sweet. All right, if you could be any any, any Pokemon, what, what would it be? Any Pokemon. Yeah, any Pokemon. Hmm. I kind of think dragons are cool, so I want to go like Dragonite, and I hate to be basic. I just think dragons. Yeah, are cool. I was like, I was like Gyarados. Like, oh, Gyarados would be sweet. Gyarados is my favorite Pokemon, so I'd probably have to go Gyarados. I think Gyarados would be like if Pokemon were real, that'd be that'd be terrifying, bro. Oh, if you absolutely. There and you saw it just because there's like. Especially in the Pokemon universe, there's enough Gyarados like in the universe that like you're like yeah, just like there's just gigantic sea monsters that are just kind of angry and can shoot like a blast out of their mouth. You're like, you're like man, that's a hyper beam, and we're in the middle of water. Like, that is true, but I I had a realization as you were saying. What about Ditto? Because isn't Ditto the one that can like transform into any? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think it's interesting because in the game, Ditto is a lot more like OP, right? But in the show, Ditto kind of is a little derpy. I think that fits my character though, kind of being a little bit derpy. Oh sure, no, that's fair. Hell yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Gar- Gyarados, man, that's ruthless. David, I want to play some Pokemon now. I do, oh, anyway, I really do too. I really do too. I've been looking at getting those like iOS emulators, like on oh, my yeah. phone. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. If you um, get an emulator, let me know because I'll totally play like a game with you, man. Oh, absolutely! That'd be phenomenal. We could like live stream it and everything. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, it is about that time, David. Oh no! And I've been looking—not the time you think, but the other time that you're not thinking. And Maybe I have been debating what I want it to be for a week, two weeks now, and I've decided that my overrated, underrated, properly rated of the day is NBA Super Teams go like okay that's so interesting 
okay, overrated, underrated, on un- like like the the concept of them. Like like like, do I think that they're like? Do I think super teams are successful, or like do I think that? The idea of creating one, or the idea of like them. the the concept of the super team, not the idea of creating one, and like your opinion on should they be a thing or should they not, but like super teams as a concept and as an idea in the NBA. Do you think that idea and that philosophy is overrated, underrated, or properly rated? I think it's properly rated. I think um, I think with with the with the with the sport like NBA where you have twelve players on your roster, right, and you have um um. It's a superstar. It's a it's a player driven thing. Where like NFL, for example, if you have a superstar like corner or superstar wide receiver, you still might lose every game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if you have a superstar QB, you're probably winning 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 some games, right? But with um, NBA, if you have like a superstar shooting guard and like a superstar small forward, let's say like you're the Miami Heat and you have De- Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. You're winning some championships. Like I think, it, at the very least, you are going to be relevant. And so, okay. you look at the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, James Harden. They're relevant. They're like so relevant that before that they were there, they were kind of a playoff team, but they really weren't. They were a bad team. They had a playoff series before that. Then all of a sudden, you have Durant, and now you're like a perennial champion, like a perennial champion contender. I mean, mm-hmm. and then same with the Lakers. Lakers sucked. You got LeBron James. You know what happens? They are a championship contender now. Now you add Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook to it. Now they're relevant in that. Um, I think it's hard because I think sometimes you can build teams that don't have that. Like literally last year's finals when it was the Suns and the and the Bucks, no one, neither of them are super teams. They were just mm-hmm. built th- through the draft and you have a superstar or two. But um, yeah, but uh, uh, I think it's properly rated because man, it works. Like it, you, I see it working and you know, like if you literally had a super team, let's say, let's say we did super, we we did too much. Let's say we did something like you have Steph Curry, Devin Booker, LeBron James. Do you think they're going to win the championship? I think so. Okay, That's you know fair. what I'm saying? Yeah, um, no, you make a fair point. What do you think? I think so. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I like so I had thought of it last week, and then we, whenever we weren't able to record. I was like, all right, I made a reminder to like remind myself today. And that the only reason I thought about it is because it like popped up is like my over my underrated, overrated, whatever is NBA super teams. Um, I think I think they're still for the most part properly rated, but I think they're moving towards overrated. Oh, um, interesting. Because I so I mean, think back. What are, what are we like? First off, what are we classifying as a? Are we counting Kobe Shaq as a super team? No, I would think you would need three or more. Three or more. So, like, we're thinking Miami Heat is probably like the first big ones to do it. Miami Heat. You could also argue the the Brooklyn. I mean, the Boston Celtics. But yeah, because they had Rondo, and um, th- this is even before Rondo exploded. You had like you had Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and then Rondo. Yeah. So so like that era, but that era is kind of where we're, where we're starting it at. They they were the team that like won the championships, you know. Aside from the 2011 Dream Miracle Mavs run that will forever be in my heart because I'm a Mavs fan, yeah. um, like, and then even like as or like as recently as like the the Warriors, like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, like they were dominant. I th- but I think I think they're kind of moving in a trend towards being overrated because we're. When, when's the last time we had a super team win 
win the championship. It was it was the Warriors, was it not? I think it was because which, okay, so last year the Bucks won it. The previous year, before year that was it the was, Lakers. It was which is LeBron, Anthony Davis, and I guess that was probably it on that team, right? Yeah, I and think so. For superstars, right? Mm-hmm. And the year before that, it was what the Raptors with Kawhi. Yeah, that was Kawhi. That was um, yeah. Kawhi, so, and then Kyle Lowry, Red Van Fleet were you two? Yeah, and so I don't think that classified as a super team. And I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, the Warriors, like, super team was not that long ago. But three to four years, like, that's that's a good, like, chunk of time to, to have, you know, because super teams are, like, continuously being made. That's a good, I, I would count the Lakers as a super team this year. Um, I agree. Like, that's, but that's still a good chunk of time for, good chunk of time for none of these teams to have won the championship. And I think with how last year's finals ended up being the Suns versus the uh, the Bucks, I just I, I think super teams are going to kind of I think they're going to become more and more overrated as time passes. Um, because I think I, I think teams are going to figure out how to build around those one maybe two star players and just have incredible role players and figure out a way to really make it work. Yeah, um, because I mean I the, like with the Bucks. Obviously, you have Giannis, but like, other than that, it was just the role players were doing everything they needed to do to help Giannis succeed. Um, True, and I, I just I think that's gonna. I mean, again, so, no area of expertise here. I just I see that for me, I see that as the trend that's going to be evolving, and I think super teams are going to be are trending towards being overrated. Okay, so let me ask you this then, in that on that same thing. So, okay. how many super teams do you think there is right now? Um. Lakers, Lakers, Nets. That Nets, might be it. Net, Net, Nets are weird because they don't have Kyrie right now. They don't right? have Kyrie, yeah. But if he's there, that's gross. Um, and they have Blake Griffin too, but I don't think Griffin's the superstar he, he used to be. Um, so I guess does does your opinion change if the Lakers win the championship this year? No, it does not. Okay. Um, because I still think it's going to be on the downtrend. Okay, I, I that's think. Fair. I think if the Lakers win the championship this year, um, I mean, personally, I think it'd be surprising. I don't see it happening. I agree. Um, but uh, I I just, I, I think long-term, I, I think the downside of the super team outweighs the benefits because I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but it, it seems like they just kind of fall apart. Like, I mean, the Miami Heat, none of them split on, like, bad terms as far as I'm aware whenever LeBron left because I think him and Dwayne Wade are still, like, really good friends. But, like, they won a couple championships, and then that was over. Uh, yeah, the, it was an the, end of an era, The Warriors, right? they won a couple championships. It was over. Um, and I, I think for, like, a franchise to have long-term success, it can't be built around the premise of super teams. So, that's interesting. So, and, and I, I definitely agree with that because, I mean, like, Brooklyn Nets don't have any draft picks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, but okay, so let's look at this too, because you know they get all their plays there. Um, if I thought if I thought the Nets or if I thought that the Lakers were, were to win this year, to me it's more of an ode to like LeBron and Kevin Durant than like super teams. I think that would just prove to me I'm like, oh, they're both really good players that can elevate teams. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but at the same time, though, I think it depends on the degree of the super team too, because like. Okay, if you had the Warriors super team was like on another level. Yeah, if you have if you have 
if Clay Thompson's your third or fourth best player, bro, what the hell? You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's like, and we're talking healthy Clay Thompson. I know he hasn't played in a while, and he might be washed. Hopefully, he's not. But like that, he. I mean, he was disgusting. Yeah, and I mean, he was the he best was, spot up shooter in the league. <laughs> like I thought that, and this might be a hot take, but I remember saying this at the time that I was like, if Clay Thompson goes to his own team, he'll have the same success that like James Harden does. That's what I thought at the time. Yeah. I mean, because, um, like, I, I think it's unanimously regarded that Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. It could, I guess, maybe some people debate that, but I think Steph Curry is the oh, best I shooter of all is, time. Yeah. Um, I think Clay, Clay Thompson's in, like, top five. I agree. Like, and to have those two, and then you have Kevin Durant, who is probably one of the best, if not the best, probably number two greatest pure scorer of all time. Yeah. Like, it's just... It, it's yeah. You have two... And, MVPs, so I think there's different degrees of it, right? Because like, okay, if you had something like, if you had something like, um, let me try to think of something that might even be more fair, right? Because if you had if you had Durant and Steph Curry, I'm I think they'll win, and I think that proves like super team is legitimate. But there's certain degrees of super teams. Let's say you do something like, and I think this team would probably be favored. But if you had something like Damian Lillard and and um. Damian Lillard and like Giannis or Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid. I think mm-hmm. that team, I think, I, th- I think that team might win, you know, like I think that team might win it all. Yeah. But also you look at the stuff like there, there is failed ones with like the Clippers, like the Clippers one hasn't worked out with Kawhi and Paul George and those guys. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I, I think I might agree with you on that. All right. My overrated, underrated, properly rated <clears throat> is November she has um, dethawed from her hibernation. Okay. <clears throat> Mariah Carey's um, Mariah Carey's uh, uh, All I Want. Why can't I think of the song? All I Want for Christmas is You? Yeah, All I Want for Christmas Probably is rated. You. Properly rated. Hands down. <laughs> played, overplayed every year, but every single time I listen to that song, it's a bop. does not matter if it's Christmas time or not. It completely properly rated. The only reason that I say it's not... A, that I don't say it's underrated is because the fact that it's like so common. I 1200% agree. But goodness gracious, that song and then Michael Bublé's Christmas album, just complete bangers all the way through. Like I, I've, I will not listen to any of those songs like his from his album or her. All I want for Christmas for you is you and like not like sing along to them because they're just, agree. they're phenomenal. Yeah. I, I think I think Christmas music overall is is pretty good. I, I think people people tend to hate on it because it's played for like two and a half months straight. But I, I think I think it's just good music, man. I just I I enjoy listening to Christmas music. I really do. I agree. Good shit, Kobe. I I agree with you on that. Yeah, that was. I'm glad it's it's, it's always funny to see how, where we agree on these and where we dis- disagree on these. I agree because a lot of them are like hot takes too. Where, mm. I mean, they're not even hot takes. Like they're not even hot takes that matter, but they're like, they're like, okay, yeah. I can't believe you would do this. Yeah, absolutely. Like baked beans are not nearly as good as refried beans, kind of thing. Right. Uh, which they aren't. Let me let me throw that out there. Refried beans, beet baked beans, every day of the week. <laughs> I think I agree with you there. Too, <laughs> I uh, wanted to be con- like controversial with you, but I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I think. Yeah, I it's just it's. I mean, that's not even a hot take. That's just a take. Like, oh, David, David, David. It's been a while, hasn't it? Oh, it's been so long. It's been a while since we've talked. 
It's been it has been a long while since we've talked. I've missed you. I've missed you too. You know what else I've missed? What? The power. Kobe, this power is, it, what, is it, what is that song with the rock? It's about drive. It's about power. Oh, I hate this. Oh, it's so I bad. That. It's, it's so bad, but it's, it's so good. You know, it's, like it's, it's so bad, but it's so good. It's so f- easy to like. It's so funny. So easy to make fun of. Like, but I have, I have, I've missed the, the ability and the power I possessed to like, to, to end these episodes uh, whenever I felt, felt like it. And uh, I kind of transferred that power over to you for a little bit. And I don't want to say that it went to your head um, because I think you but did a I lot. definitely power tripped. No, I definitely yeah, power tripped. I, no, absolutely. I think you did a better job at managing it than I do. But I, I, think, I think I'm taking it back. For you are. Bit. And, and it's and I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm stalling. We're still going. We're still going. We're Kobe. still going. And this, and is a, this is an anxiety-driven experience. This isn't Scrub Daddy. This isn't that serotonin-driven experience. It is not. This is the... This is the I'm I I went swimming and I jumped off the diving board and Do you I feel kinda, sick? I stubbed my toe as I hit the diving board and like I'm in pain underwater and I got to hold my breath. It's that kind of anxiety, you know. You feel you are you are you are sick. You I appreciate are it. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. So tell me, what are your thoughts on the constitution? On the constitution. <laughs>